Good afternoon, and thank you for having me here, Donna. I am Malika Kumbera Landris, a teaching curator, a Mellon teaching curator in the Ashmolean, where my role is to promote the use of the museum's rich collections in teaching throughout the university. Um, as an art historian, my research and teaching interests focus on South Asia and the intersection of art, architecture, politics, religion and social life. I'm especially interested in transcultural and hybrid objects um, and for me, teaching in front of objects as well as monuments is an engaging experience um, for me as well as for my students. Access to and studying sites of cultural importance just about a dozen years ago was very difficult in uh, and on the subcontinent, especially due to the lack of preservation of several important and understudied heritage sites. However, as we all know, as a major force within the world economy, um, India and its economic interests are transforming and shaping the subcontinent in the 21st century. And indeed, economic development has also meant a focus on sources of economic value. Thus, understanding cultural heritage and its conservation has in the past few years uh, become all the more important in India, as well as a tool for economic development, not just in India, but in South Asia. Several organizations on the subcontinent assess cultural heritage and its conservation. Two of these require special uh, mention, the Archaeological Survey of India, also called the ASI, and the non-profit INTAC, which stands for the Indian National Trust for Art and Cultural Heritage. INTAC is the largest non-profit organization on the subcontinent dedicated to the conservation and preservation of natural, uh, cultural, living, tangible and intangible heritage. While the ASI is part of the Ministry of Culture uh, and it is the organization responsible for identifying heritage sites, protecting and preserving the space and monuments of historical and cultural value. The organization, uh, this particular organization is also responsible for research on these sites and monuments. The support of members of both the ASI and INTAC has been exceptional as I have experienced at times of my own research as well as on teaching field trips with my students. While teaching in front of monuments and objects uh, that demonstrate cultural exchange, it has been very helpful to have their support which assists with a global understanding of cultural heritage and measures being taken to preserve these sites. Here at Oxford, the material available through various collections, as we've heard, such as the Pit Rivers, <coughs> the Bodleian, the Ashmolean, etc., are great resources for studying cross-cultural influences in and with South Asia. The subcontinent's role in historic trade routes and the early history of globalization make for engaging interdisciplinary studies. Um, as a teaching curator at the Ishmolean, objects in the museum have been exceptional tools with which to teach and study cultural heritage, conservation, and cross-cultural connections. For example, this particular academic year, uh, migration and or globalization has been a topic discussed in several courses 
across the disciplines in the university. And my remit as a teaching curator is to bring students from these various departments, uh, such as international development, history, geography, just to list a few, into the museum and teach with objects, making sure that my teaching session is relevant to their course. Indeed, the displays in the museum challenge the visitor to think diachronically and these interactive engagements broaden the envelope of discussions on cultural and global heritage. Thanks also, of course, to the depth of the South Asian collection, the potential for the integration of discussions across the university on the history of globalization is great. Walking through the Roman gallery into the ancient India gallery, the visitor is immediately made aware of Greco-Roman objects found on the subcontinent. One can contrast early Buddhist iconography in the northern and southern parts of the subcontinent under the same Kushan dynasty. These objects show regional differences, prompting one to ask the obvious. Why do the Buddha images in the first century look different under the same dynasty in the same period in their northern and southern halves. What role did trade with the Greco-Roman world play on the Indian subcontinent? How are these connected? Did these images have any political or religious influence? What ideas and iconographies from South Asia influenced East Asia? What kind of South Asian objects and designs were desired and collected in Europe? What role did woven textiles from the subcontinent play in global trade and fashion in the 19th century, especially in France? And does this particular trade have any connection with the Industrial Revolution in England? How did indeed the Indo-Persian motif called Bhuta become the Paisley? Clearly, the study of the subcontinent's very rich cultural heritage is not limited to geographical borders. Indeed, interdisciplinary research of waves of globalization through objects and archaeological sites on the subcontinent gives students a better understanding of our shared ancestral roots through the various trade routes. Thank you. Thank you.